Here, Dusty Like is with you. Uh, information about baseball for those of you that want to know 20 seconds. Uh, Shohei Otani and Ronald Acuna Jr. unanimously won MVPs, first time ever in Major League Baseball history. Also, your local kid Bobby Wood Jr. finished seventh in MVP voting. So there's that. For those of you that are interested, take a look at my girlfriend. 913-586-7610. Text line, Jay Southland, Toe Service Text Line. We're gonna do the out of left field question in under an hour. See how many of you, how many of you people are, are are listening at eight o'clock with this game, getting ready to kick off in Baltimore. Um Baltimore, Cincinnati. We'll see. My buddy Matt says Ravens win tonight 24-13. I don't know, man. You think that's a low? You think tonight's low scoring or high scoring? Oh, it's low scoring. Low? Yeah, I think so. What gives? I'd go the under. Uh, well, one short week. Traditionally, Thursday night games have all. I, I think it was like seventy-five percent hit rate of, of mm-hmm. under. And these two teams just a divisional game. You know, divisional games especially, man. They just they don't tend to be shootouts, okay. especially in a division like that. All right. Who's got more pressure? Cincinnati? Clearly? Clearly. Yeah, on the road, yeah. underdogs, not going the way they thought it would go this season. Seasons, yep, yep, not going quite the way they thought. Yeah, the all the pressure's on Cincinnati right now. Cincinnati rocking the all-whites. I believe Baltimore rocking the, the black and purple. Should be a good one. Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. Let that be a rivalry. This Chris Jones uh, on Rich Eisen's show about the matchup of Philadelphia versus the Kansas City Chiefs. What what is the meaning of this um, Super Bowl rematch, Chris? How are you viewing this Monday night matchup against Philadelphia? It's important. I think this is the best team in the NFL right now. They got the best overall um, offense and defense, complete team. When you look at it, pound for pound, um, and this is be a test for us. You know, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know. Um, I know this is a great team, so it's always good to get that competitive spirit, but it's also Monday night football, man. Monday night football in the Arrowhead, which is special to me. So the Super Bowl means nothing in terms of the rematch? Want to make sure they they understand that you have uh, dominance over them or the the penalty at the end of the game last year that a lot of Philadelphia fans are still talking about didn't mean a difference, Chris? Anything oh, like we that? already won the Super Bowl, man. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we already won for them. But um, mm-hmm. I think this is a complete different team for them, uh, which gives us a challenge. Um, they got a complete different roster. I think they're even better than they were last year. So uh, I'm looking forward to for it to be a competitive, competitive game. You know, the brotherly shove is coming in your direction, Chris, right? You know that, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Um, they just asked me about that. How am I going to stop it? It hasn't been stopped all year. Um but we got a plan for it. We got a plan for it. We're going to watch a few rugby games. And uh, I got a rugby friend. I can't disclose his name, but I got a rugby friend who's been telling me a few little pointers on what I can do to stop this. All right. That was Chris Jones on Rich Eisen's show. Rugby friend that he doesn't want to give any names to. 
we are going to see the brotherly shove. Do you think there's a chance that cheeky Andy Reid has a little bit of his own little shove ready to go? Because you know the 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 one of the underlining things this year is why can't the Chiefs figure it out on third and one, fourth and one, or short yardage situations? Could you imagine if the Chiefs get to the situation where it's like third and one on the one and big old 95 comes in and they set up in that formation and, and do the brotherly shove is like a, Hey, here you go. Cause they did it. What twice in the Super Bowl last year and scored two touchdowns. I don't know what Jalen Hurts. Yep. I mean, it's got a what? 87 percentage win rate this year in the NFL. It's unstoppable. Obviously it's not unsized, but it's not 13% of the time, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's when we're talking Eagles, yeah, they can do it. Other teams have tried and not been nearly as successful. Would I love to see Andy mm-hmm. Reid do it? Absolutely. Do no I doubt. think he will? Absolutely not. He's always got he some won't even QB sneak, do a, a standard right. QB sneak with Mahomes, let alone throw him in a pile like that. They did do it. It's with, not going to happen. Who they do it with? Not Tommy Townsend, but they, they lined up with the kicking formation and then tried to do it with like the special teams unit and like Blake Bell or something like that. It didn't go well. It right? didn't go well. Yeah. But you put Chris Jones' big ass back there. I guarantee he gets you a yard. Or Mike Dana. Speaking of those two, Chris Jones, Mike Dana, um, Omenahue, and George Karloftis. That's a tough force. So is that Philadelphia offensive line anchored by the brother of Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. One of the sexiest men alive. One of. Not the, but one of. This is going to be a game. This, like, this screams a Jay Binkley game. Because this is a battle of the big men. This is a battle of the trenches. This is where you win this game on the offense and defensive line. And don't worry, Philadelphia's defensive line is is big too, right? It's that Georgia defensive line for the last couple of years. Jalen Carter's there. And this is going to be a fight of the trenches. This is going to be a, this is going to be a war, man. This is where this game is going to be won. You've got two quarterbacks that can be mobile. You've got two quarterbacks that know their system and are pros and can do well at that position. But it's all going to come down to which line gets the better push. And their defensive line against this offensive line, which has been suspect at times, but I still trust it, right? You still trust it with that offensive line in Kansas City. It's a good defensive line. But can you get into their secondary? Because this is one of those games where you've had a week off. We know Andy Reid is 27-4 and coming off the bye. This is a rematch of the Super Bowl. This is the biggest game of the year. And there's been a lot of prep and a lot of tinkering to the offense, you would think, by the Kansas City Chiefs to get it right. And if you're going to get it right, you're going to play a team in Philadelphia who gives up a boatload of passing yards. They don't give up a lot of running yards under 70 a game. It's second best in the NFL. But this is just a big, big type of game. And I don't mean like from a magnitude of everybody's watching or it's Monday night football. We know that's there. We know that that part of the aspect is there. This is more of like, this is, this is your daddy's football game. This is their D line versus your O line, your O line versus their, or their, your D line versus their O line. A lot of lines going on there. But that's the way football is meant to be played. It's the best team in the NFC versus the best team in the AFC. Stats don't lie. And when you put this whole thing together, it's going to start and it's going to finish at the line of scrimmage. That's just my opinion. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready for some, for some roughneck football. 
no love loss, a lot of stewing built over from the year before from Philadelphia and Kansas city. Who's a team that's, you know, been doing everything right. Just got to figure out that offense a little better. She rice, Canarius, Tony, sky Moore, MBS, Justin Watson. We'll see how they get built up for this game. That's that's the beauty of football. Is it, football is the best when it's two legitimate teams and mm-hmm. it's strength v strength. Like those those are just honestly the best the best matchups. I mean the most exciting football. It's like you know we hate cliche, but this is like this is football. This is this is the this epitome is a gridiron. Yeah, this tonight, is a gridiron tonight matchup. Tonight you could say that as well. Very well, very yeah. well, could now. Both teams aren't at the top of their game. Now, Baltimore's, you know, second AFC, good team. But this is like tonight is like your example of like a good AFC North battle. Like this is your cliche AFC North powerhouse, powerhouse. Let's duke it out. This Philadelphia Chiefs game is like strength versus strength on almost all assets of the field. Speaking of strength versus strength, they got a big man at wide receiver. He rocks number 11, I believe. Chiefs got a big man at cornerback. He rocks 38. Another one rocks 22. What happens next? They've had a week off. It is Philadelphia, Kansas City, and game of the year, Super Bowl rematch. We dive into it next here on After Hours with 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Ravens marching early, 14-yard pass to Mark Andrews to start the game, and then a 33-yard pass to Zay Flowers. Ball now first and 10 on Cincinnati's 27. Throwing the ball all around the yard, huh? Yeah, they are. Set up that running game for later on. So much for a defensive battle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Two plays in. I guess so. Right. Um... So Baltimore in the red zone already, second and three on the 20, as Lamar Jackson has taken a seven-yard run. We'll keep you updated on that game tonight. Thursday night football, Bengals at Ravens, five and four versus seven and three. Bengals dead last in the AFC North. Uh, Chiefs-Eagles Monday night. It is, I mean, it's, it's game of the year, man. Not only is it game of the year, but it's a rematch game from like the apex of the NFL, like the top game of the year in the NFL. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this audio, but A.J. Brown knew they were losing the Super Bowl. Um, We went up 27-21. I knew uh, deep down that it was probably a chance we were going to lose. Because you got the field goal there instead of the touchdown? Mm Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown last year, post-game Super Bowl, knew they were going to lose because they were trying to trade field goals with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs can't do that. Can't do that. Sirianni versus Andy Reid, number one versus number one. And it's interesting how when you look at this game and you look at where these teams are today, we talked about a little bit earlier how they've kind of switched you know, from side to side, or they've, you know, one team was this way last year and this team is, you know, this year now from a defensive standpoint versus an offensive standpoint. 
But this is no doubt in my mind, the game of the year. It's Monday Night Football. And one thing that this game is going to do that is a slam dunk is we don't get a lot of Monday Night Football games that are good. We don't get a lot of those. What? Why are you holding your head? Did he just get hurt? Yeah. Is it bad? Yeah. Like he's out? Non-contact injury. Oh, good. So that parlay is already dead? That, uh, that looks to be the case, my friend. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah. Not good. Not Some- good at all. So Mark Andrews injured during the play on his second reception. Correct. No kidding. Non-contact injury. They are going to commercial break. Oh. Um, yeah. Someone might die early for you. Come on. I, I told you, man, the Ravens are just its something about them. They're uh. just injury prone. God. <laughs> Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You know? So what? It's like a knee injury, probably? It appeared to be so, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Now everything else. Gosh dang it. Oh, well, we hope he's all right. Hopefully he can recover and he'll be okay. Who knows? My bet doesn't matter if he's injured. So hopefully Mark (laughs) Andrews is all right. Uh, But again, you, you get back into this matchup that is Philadelphia and Kansas City on Monday night it kind of gives you that old school Monday night football feel, right? And we haven't really had that in recent years. I'm sure there's been a few that have been like, hey, man, this game's going to be electric. It's Monday night football. It's Chiefs. It's, or, you know, not the Chiefs, but it's so-and-so versus so-and-so. And, you know, I remember as a kid growing up, you know, my dad would always tell me, because I was too young to know, but, like, he would always tell me about the Montana-Elway matchup on Monday Night Football, Denver and, and Kansas City, how great it was. And, you know, back then the league wasn't as, you know, it hadn't expanded, uh, you know, to Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Like, they didn't have that schedule. So Monday Night Football happened and Sunday afternoon happened. You were locked in more so than not, and there were different opportunities to get better games on Monday Night Football. And there's no secret Monday Night Football has been down, right? Sunday Night Football matchups are a little bit more, um, you know, anticipated throughout the time when it comes to, um, you know, matchups, right? You look at a couple weeks ago, it was Buffalo-Cincinnati, Sunday night football, not Monday night football. So when we, we put these things together and we, we think about, you know, what this game means, not only that, you have the rematch. We remember how annoyed Philadelphia was with the loss. We saw the dramatic aspect of what it's like brother be be, be brother there's just so much involved in this game it goes beyond what other games have been and the other thing that's interesting about this game is that there's a lot of times there's one really recent that I'll remind you of where a game like this AFC versus an NFC team where the matchup happens again and it happens in a Super Bowl let's take you back a few years ago Chiefs play the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay is blown out. Tyree Kill pulls a Shannon Sharp. He's talking about, you know, they need more people. They can't hold me. They need to call whatever. And, you know, we see those things happen. And it's a different game. I'm not saying that's going to happen in this situation, but this gives me the vibe that we're going to see this game. And at the end of it, um, yeah, his knee's done. Well, good news is he walked off on his own. Okay. Uh, and I'm thinking it's maybe an ankle, 
not necessarily. Well, he, uh, he did a quick wave. By the way, Mark Andrews went down on injury on a second catch of the game. But when you look at this, at this matchup of what it could be, we can see it in the future almost sometimes, right? Just like I said earlier on in this season where I was like, you know what happens? We're going to see the same Super Bowl matchup. I think both these teams did well in the draft. Both these teams kind of have built themselves to be strong. Their foundation is solid for years to come. And coincidentally enough, I'm not right yet. We have time to tell, but we're in week 11. The best team in the NFC is Philadelphia Eagles and the best team in the NFC or in the AFC is Kansas City Chiefs. They're playing on Monday night football, brother V brother. And this is kind of a fun topic here, but Julio, when did your family meet her family? Cause that happens on Monday night, by the way, it's the Swift family meeting the Kelsey family for the first time. Uh, well, mine might be a little different. And my, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. fiance actually met my family the first time we met. So, really? yeah, that is yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's probably was it like accident most. or was it just like, no, we, we planned on meeting up and she was out with her friends and I was out with my sister's party and drinking on St. Patrick's day. And we just kind of met up and that was it. So a little bit different of a story. So when did okay? So they everybody met everybody right away. Pretty much, yeah. You're an anomaly. Yeah. So then you throw on that sort of aspect of this game as well. So there's the Swifty audience, the New Heights audience, the brother every brother, Super Bowl rematch, Mahomes versus Hertz. Without a doubt, this is game of the year. It's a, it's an all around love story. You th- <laughs> you think this is a game in which ESPN was like that one? If we get one pick, we want that one. Oh, ab- absolutely. Why would they not? I mean, like you said, well, you this got, is potentially you got the best NBC, game of the you got, you got Bezos at Prime. You know, this is the one tonight. Bezos is probably like, I want that one. This this one went to the highest bidder, I guarantee you. And you think, you know for a fact that they, they gave it to him 100%. Had to have. I don't know why you they would. probably paid the most money. So. And the injury yeah. report came out today. All Chiefs players healthy. Obviously, Nick Bolton out due to the wrist injury, but he'll be back, we think, Hopefully, by playoffs. Gus Edwards runs it in for a touchdown. The Baltimore Ravens take an early lead as they're up 7-0 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now time for Burrow and company to strike back. 7-0. There's still a lot of time left in the first. We'll keep you updated on that. But on the other side, we've got some big 12 action this weekend. Some big, big 12 action. And we give to give a round of applause for Eli Drinkwitz of what he's done for those Missouri Tigers. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Milagro Tequila in Jackson County Toe presents FAC 22, Friday, December 1st. Stream live worldwide from the Cable Dumber Arena. Top regional MMA fighters will be in action. See KC firefighter Mikey England, knockout artist G-Money Gage Young, Alan Olivas, and undefeated Alejandro Gomez. Get tickets for FAC 22 from Ticketmaster or the Cable Dumber Arena box office. Sponsored by Herzog, Wholesale Batteries, and Bear Sword School of Western Martial Arts. Back here on After Hours, 7.30-ish. Cincinnati losing 7-0 to Baltimore. 7.40 left in the first quarter. Cincinnati marching, though. They have the ball in the 31-yard line. You uh, you have high hopes for 
Mark Andrews return? I would hope so, just for his sake, so we can get a competitive game out of it. I hope he's all right. Um, he was a hip drop tackle. Go ahead and uh, put that on the board as something that will be outlawed next year in the NFL. So was dragged down by his hip, like pulled down, and then immediately goes to the ground and is like flat. Like, you know how Mahomes always doing the thing with his fingers to get a play in? He was doing that for the sideline. And then a report came out that after uh, Lamar Jackson spoke to him, he slammed his helmet into the ground. Not a good sign. Never a good sign. Not a good sign. I'm sure we'll get a Shefty tweet here in a minute that says Mark Andrews has been ruled out. Um, Sorry, man. Boy, that's, that's all right. You know, people's health is more important than a stupid $20 bet anyway, so. You know, that's that's par for, for tonight's show. You know, yeah. it's just been a very depressing show yeah. all around tonight. For, we'll get into why that is, yeah. uh, as the uh, Dirty Werewolf has been eliminated. No, it's not. It's gone. No, it's not. But for some positives, at least tomorrow night, I get to be part of the downtown Lee Summit Christmas tree lighting. What? I'm not a part. I'm just going to be in the crowd. Oh, okay. But I'm going to try to okay. find the I mayor. I thought you were doing the lighting. No. Now, the mayor does it himself, but there is an MC that does, like, the announcing of everything. It's and I got I got to find Bill Baird. And I got to be like, hey, man, next year, uh, Dusty Like, it's nice to meet you. Uh, you probably don't know who I am, but here's the deal. You can Google search it um, if you'd like. But maybe you could throw in the idea, you know, next year I can be that guy. Tell him not to Google search uh, anything dealing with the werewolf. You nope. Know. I won't even introduce myself with that. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not leaving it alone, just so nope. you know. Nope, nope, nope. Um, I be- Did Cincinnati miss the field goal? I thought they got the field goal. Now ESPN is saying it was it's, it's 7-0. No, I have it at 3-7. Mark 7-3. Andrews from Adam Schefter. Mark Andrews has an ankle injury, and the team says he is questionable to return tonight. All right, so there's a sliver of hope for you, you know. Questionable is not uh, completely out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll keep posted on that. Um, for those of you that were interested in the um, Sunflower Showdown, make sure you go to Jefferson's for the game on November 18th, both locations. You go to Jefferson's, you get entered for a chance to win wings for a year, and those wings, of course, were voted best wings in the city by the Kansas City Star at both North KC and Lenexa locations, deals on pitchers, and you get to watch that Sunflower Showdown at 6 p.m. at Jefferson's. Go say hi to my guy, Nick Price. Jalen Daniels dropped a bomb today, baby. You ready? Let's do it. I'm going to be blunt. This season didn't go as planned, but life comes at you fast, and sometimes your story's out of your control. But I guess that just means I have unfinished business. My dreams haven't changed. My goals are still there. And my vision for my future is clear. So you want something to talk about? Talk about this. I'm not done yet. And I'm not going anywhere. Rock chalk. Jalen Daniels makes his announcement. He'll be back next year. Not going anywhere. So next year we might get that electrifying matchup of Shadour Maybe. Sanders versus Jalen Daniels. Maybe. Maybe. It's got to stay healthy for that, right? That's right. But KU, K-State, K-State is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Rob Breton, a graduate of Kansas, says, stay away. There's a walk-on quarterback starting for the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, No Bean, no Daniels. Um, But this game should still be electric. This is probably one of the most anticipated Sunflower showdowns that we've had in quite some time and should be an interesting matchup. 
I'm excited for it. 7-3, by the way, Ravens over Bengals. But the thing that's interesting about this matchup with KU versus K-State is how both teams have really found their own, right? Lance Leopold, Kansas's head coach, doing marvelous things at the University of Kansas, really rebuilding, rebranding, and guiding that team and that collegiate football program into a very, very different direction than what it's been for so many years since 2008. You go to the other side, and you look at Coach Kleinman and what he's done, because there were a lot of, you know, there were a lot of questions. What happens after Bill Snyder? Ron Prince failed us. We brought back Bill Snyder. Then we went and got a guy who wasn't a D1 football coachish, big name, hot hire. And a lot of you EMAW people were kind of biting your fingernails. What's it going to be? And Coach Kleiman has revamped that program. It's been wonderful to watch. And these two teams will be in the Sunflower Showdown on Saturday, 6 p.m., should be an electric game. KU 25th in the college football rankings. I believe what K-State is 19th-ish, I think. I'm not 100% on that. I could probably do my, you know, probably do my my homework here and bring it, bring it up. But the thing that's great that makes this game interesting is that it's not one of those, well, Kansas is really bad. I wonder if they'll be able to, blow, you know, hold on with them. I'm wondering if they're going to be able to, you know, keep it going. Can they stay with K-State? Now, unfortunately, Kansas has had an issue at quarterback where both of their starting quarterbacks are out. They have a walk-on plane. We'll see what happens. On the other side of the state, Mizzou. There was a lot of speculation by me, for one, that Drinkwitz's seat was a little hot this year, just a little hot this year. Right? We've seen the recruits come in, Luther Burden. We've seen the guys come on this team and – just haven't seen the results. And after seeing Missouri beat the bricks off the house that is Tennessee and kind of give them a taste of their own medicine, remember Tennessee kind of rubbed it in their face two years ago or last year, I guess. And then Missouri called a timeout when Bobby Hill was trying to make a meaningless field goal at the end of the game, called timeout, iced the kicker, it worked, and then tempers flared. But let me be blunt. My respect and my hat tip goes off to Eli Drinkwitz. Not only did you have a very big win at home against K-State with a 61-yard field goal getting made by Mevis, but now you have your team at number nine in the playoff ranks. You've got a Florida game. You've got an Arkansas game. And if you can hold serve, you have potential to be in a big six holiday bowl. We're talking Cotton Bowl, baby. We're talking elite matchup at the end of the year in the playoffs. Missouri has done exactly what everybody wanted them to do. I do believe, maybe at this point, they're playing with house money. But one thing that's also interesting to me that doesn't involve Missouri is I want to see how Tennessee plays with Georgia this week because that's an SEC matchup, Tennessee versus Georgia. And Missouri played with Georgia, kept it competitive, kept it close, and kept things, you know, at a respectful game. And Tennessee, who just got blown out by Missouri, 
now gets to host Georgia. And we're going to see just how well they play against Georgia. But again, my hat goes off to Eli Drinkwitz and that Missouri football program. They did exactly what they wanted to do this year, and that was, you know, make a point, be a team, show that you belong in this SEC East. Unfortunately, you know, the game to LSU, a little bit disappointing. But Missouri, number nine, and has a chance to play for a really, 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 really big game when it comes to the bowl season. Also, the Sunflower Showdown. Don't forget, go to Jefferson's. North KC, Lenexa locations. When you enter the door, you enter yourself in for free wings for an entire year, and those wings rated number one in the city by the Kansas City Stars. So go support a guy that you probably like, Nick Price, who's a part of 610 Sports Radio and a part of Jefferson's as well. But coming up on the other side, there was some movement in baseball today that we all saw coming, and it's making a city blow up in sports faster than I could have imagined. They've got them all but one. On the other side, we talk about realignment for baseball team one. And we'll get into that out of left field question, 8 o'clock. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Julio Sanchez. And this is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. One, two, three, up. The 913 W words and just chilling, putting on 610 on the app, and then the ads start. Keep it up, homeboys. We're back, though. Uh, some breaking news out of the game tonight per Kaylee Harris. Ravens tied in. Mark Andrews is now in the x-ray room and is on crutches. He's unable to put weight on his injured ankle, and Adam Schefter has given the inevitable. Mark Andrews is out for the remainder of this evening's football game. Sad story. Now, I can say I have seen this in the past because I believe what I saw was that there were 99% bets tonight on over four and a half catches for Mark Andrews. Our boss tweeted out and said, every bet I made tonight had some sort of Mark Andrews juice to it. Now, betting sites and casinos don't care about your wins nor your losses. There have been times where I've seen it, where DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever it may be will reimburse you for something that happens catastrophically or early to where everyone is affected. It's kind of like, I don't know, comping your pick, right? They probably won't do it. But to give light at the end of the tunnel for bets that have been made to an injured player who we hope is okay, sometimes they'll have a heart and they'll say, you know what? For those of you that made a Mark Andrews bet in any way, shape, or form, here is whatever. It's happened before. I'm not saying it will happen, but it has happened before. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll get to the out of left field question. But coming up right now, it was announced today by a unanimous decision that the Oakland Athletics now are just the Athletics and are moving to Las Vegas. So Vegas is going to get a baseball team. Last I checked, Vegas just got a hockey team. Last I checked, Vegas just got an NFL team. Vegas now has NFL hockey and now MLB. We know the NBA is next. 
No, I'm not saying they're going to play in the sphere. Maybe. I don't think I don't think it's built for that. The way the seating is, it doesn't seem like that's where they're going to play. But you've got to think in your right mind, as long as it took for Vegas to get sports teams, they got them, and they got them quick. I mean, this is, to me, absolutely amazing. Makes me a little bit jealous. You have a baseball team and a, and, a, and a football team, a damn good football team. Baseball team, they're working on it, I think. Their best player just finished seventh in the MVP voting, for what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield. Um, but, man, Vegas makes quick work on the sports world. Now, it's a very attractive place for sports teams, right? We know Vegas is the gambling City that never sleeps, even though that might be New York. I don't know. You don't sleep a lot in Vegas. You lose track of time in Vegas. But if you would have told me seven years ago that within those seven years, there'll be a baseball team, a basketball team, and a football team all play here in the decade, less than that, I'd have been like, no way. But Vegas makes sense. You you gamble in Vegas. You you gamble on sports in Vegas. Raiders move from Los Angeles or Oakland to Vegas. A's move from Oakland to Vegas. And then they get the Knights, an expansion team. Now, the Raiders, you know, football in Vegas makes a ton of sense because it's a destination capital. You'll go out of your way if you're a Chiefs fan, Broncos fan, Chargers fan. Right, The trip from L.A. to Vegas is nothing, night and day. In fact, I was blown away when I went there last December during the Chiefs-Bengals game. I was like, man, there's a lot of 49ers fans here. Well, yeah, it's only like, what, a three-and-a-half-hour drive? Four-hour drive, go make it on Friday afternoon, be home by Sunday evening, no plane, nothing, just in and out. But if you wanted to take a plane, you'd be a little bougie, but that's fine. Get that quick trip. But the other thing that I wonder, Julio, is do you think – the people of Oakland will have a parade once they tear that Coliseum down. Why, why, do, you, why do you think they would? Uh, I, from what I've seen over the past few years, I mean, they've, they've really tried to keep the A's in Oakland. The owner just doesn't want to be there because right. there's more money in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I'm... I'm I'm not sure baseball is going to be sustainable in a market like Las Vegas. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a transplant city. I think it works for sports like hockey or football where you don't have 162 games a year. Like there's a, it's a destination place, right? Your team is playing in Vegas. You want to go. It's only, you have in football, say NFL, your team is going to play once a year there. You're going to go. But when you start getting into the baseball season and it's just so freaking long, I don't know how sustainable that's that's honestly is, mm-hmm. is going to be. Yeah, it's interesting. Because the thing is, is that the problem is, is that baseball in Vegas is, is obviously, it's going to be a draw. People will go. Baseball was not a draw in Oakland, right? They had record-setting, low attendance, record-setting, fans being like, sell the team, sell the team, we don't want it. And now, right, like, didn't the Golden State Warriors move out of Oakland and go to the Bay? 
That's correct. Oakland's just a place where teams die. It's true. And we remember the old days of football being played on a baseball stadium. It was never fun. People hated the dirt. It's a failed thing. The Coliseum was huge, never got sold, whatever. And Vegas, or the Raiders move out. Golden State moves out. Oakland's just not a sports town. I now mean, they got let's, nothing. Let's be real. California in general tends to not support their their teams the way that other areas of the country do. Uh-huh. I mean, look at the Chargers. I mean, it, it's almost like most of those games, you can look at the Rams, most of those games they play in their own stadiums tend to be road games. Like the road fans tend to heavily outweigh home team fans. That's just how it is. I mean, there's too many other things to do for them to really pay attention to sports in general. Yeah. I just, and it's like when people say like they, you know, they don't want a new stadium in Kansas city. You know, they want to keep it here. There were people that wanted a new stadium in Oakland. Didn't work. People that want a new stadium in Tampa Bay, they built a new stadium. People still don't go to games in Tampa Bay, but that team proves year in and year out that they're all right. They're going to try whatever. And the thing about when you look at a team like the Oakland Athletics, they were never happy. They never wanted to be there. They're never going to stay there. They were just, they were done with it. And now they're, now they're out. So you got your wish, Oakland. And I wonder if you'll have a parade on the sayonara that is, your baseball team, because you've lost your baseball team, you lost your basketball team, and you've lost your NFL team. You've lost all three, gone. I feel bad for the people who do sports radio in Oakland. I feel bad for the, the sports people that actually, you know, do news in Oakland. What do you got? Nothing. City caved on you. Didn't want it. From the 816, RIP to my parlays, and kind of my fantasy football team is tied in with Mark Andrews out. Damn it. We'll keep you posted on what they do at DraftKings and stuff like that because sometimes they will reimburse you. Not every time. Somebody says the funniest thing about the Vegas Stadium news is they have a retractable roof. Man, that roof will never that roof will never be never opened ever. 49ers, Warriors, Sacramento have always had great attendance. Outside of the Dodgers, I think it's an LA problem, not a Cali thing. We'll see. We do it every night. It's Seattle left field question tonight. A little bit morbid. A little bit morbid. 913-586-7610. The question tonight is, would you rather know how you die or when you die? 913-586-7610. Let's see how many people are active. We'll keep you updated on the Bengals-Ravens game. 913-586-7610. The out of left field question tonight. Would you rather know when you die or how you die? Again, it's morbid. But we can have fun with it. Julio Sanchez, Dusty Likens, this is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.